You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out the podcast, Drinks with Johnny. I am your host, Johnny Christ, and I have the esteemed honor of introducing you to my very special guest today, the very strong, the very confident, the very healthy, the very funny actor-comedian, Mr. Ron Funches. So let's get to it. Oh, you made me change my posture the more you <laughs> talked about me. Thanks for Strong being on the show, man. Of course. Appreciate Thank you for having yeah, me. I yeah. appreciate it. This is awesome, man. So uh, let's just get right into it. At the top of uh, my show, I usually make some sort of drink. Okay. Um, I know that you're not a, not a drinker at all, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be the one partaking today. Uh, but I went out and found a recipe that is inspired by your Trolls character, Cooper. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people might think it's not a good idea to make an alcoholic drink after a child's a cartoon. Oh, is that supposed to be for kids? It. You know what? <laughs> I, never, I love the movie. Everybody can enjoy it. <laughs> I think you're right. Go well, see the sequel. You can Parents get out. drunk. Yeah. I'm excited about the sequel, by the way, man. I am too. So, in spirit of that, real quick, while I'm gonna go ahead and make this drink, I just wanted to ask a couple things about the Trolls project you did, man. Okay. Um, I know you did the whole voiceover thing. You've done that quite a bit mm-hmm. over your career here, and um, I wondered specifically on this one, um, how was it like uh, doing the voiceovers? Are you just in a studio by yourself? Do you have interaction with some of the other cast members? on this particular project, or is it mostly you guys just all getting in, getting in a, you know, your own solo time in the studio and they mesh it all together later? Uh, with this one, some of them, like I've done a lot, of, a lot of episodes of like Bob's Burgers or this show called Final Space where it's a smaller show and it kind of can get everybody together. And those are really fun, but for this one, I've never, like my whole, for the beginning one, the sequel, I've never even spent any time with any other castmates except for when we shot the music video uh, last time. Um, so I usually, it's just usually me in a room with, with two producers who are really, really great at their job. Okay. And um, we just kind of go back and forth and, and they re- they're really good at acting it out because they've been dealing with the project for years and now I'm kind of good at just kind of staying in that character because I, um, 
I did the movie, and I'm actually the only guy from the movie that also does the, the Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, the, the TV show. Yeah, and so I've just, I've been doing it for, it's like actually probably my longest running job in my entire life. <laughs> wow. Is being this, this uh, giraffe super. that poops cupcake. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. So I'm a big fan of that. So in honor of Cooper, we got this drink. Uh, it's actually going to be a bit of a shot, actually. So we're going to take some whipped flavored vodka. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a little cupcakey. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So we're going to take two ounce pour on that. Maybe a little extra. You never know. <laughs> and then we're going to take a cake flavored vodka. So two different kinds of vodka are going in this. Now I would like sometimes do just a regular cake with this as well. It seems like you You, <laughs> you could definitely make a little hey, you could make a little weed cake with that. Okay. With flavor like that, you know. Just, the alcohol will probably cook out, you know. So you're gonna take another two ounce pour of that. A little extra because I like that one a little better. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna take French vanilla creamer. Any kind works, but you know, I'm cheap, so I just got the coffee, mate. And then we're gonna do a two ounce pour of that. Now we're gonna add some grenadine. First. Oh, you gotta have grenadine. Because you know Cooper's pink. Yeah. So we're gonna get a little, a little, a little Cooper hue to the drink, if you will. That's just one of my favorite flavors. Grenadine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I nice. used to drink it in cherry colas all the time. Oh, dude, I love it. Shirley Temples. Oh yeah, I love it. Shirley Temples, Roy Rogers. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, and to give this a few shakes. While that sets for a second, I'm gonna take. My drinks with Johnny shot glass. I don't know if you Ooh, knew I had my own shot glasses. Custom. Yeah, we're gonna roll it around in some blue sparkles here. We're just gonna roll that all the How way around. How long have you been drinking? It's been a while. It's yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you seem like an expert. <laughs> I don't know about that. So then we got our. <laughs> I know how to drink it. Let's say that. All right. All right. Then we're just gonna pour that right inside. And oh, then that's you a have fun your color. nice. You have your nice little Cooper inspired trolls shot and now i get to taste it <laughs> how is it it tastes like a fucking cupcake okay it's delicious that seems like good like if you have a date over you might pull that out yeah you might yeah depending on the kind of date yeah 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 <laughs> i mean that seemed like oof, single mom you know you yeah. bring the kid over with her and then you watch That's, trolls together oh, you got a milkshake for the kid troll shots for the mom so when I'm ready to look for my second wife, he's got the idea. Oh, I know how to do it. So, you know, it's a delicious shot. I really do like it. I like that it was inspired by, the, by Cooper, your uh, character in Trolls. But it's not something I can drink a lot of, so I'm going to have a beer. Okay. And um, I know that you're a big wrestling fan. I just found this beer today. It's actually Stone Cold Steve Austin's IPA. You got IPA the Stone Cold Broken Skull of, IPA? Yeah, out of, uh, El Segunda so, uh, Brewery. I, I have not tried it yet. This is not the tap for this, by the way. It's this appropriate. Was a, it is appropriate, right? Yeah. I found it at the same keg store I was at today. It should be illegal to drink his beer from anything but that. I'm, I'm thinking it's the same. So we're going to pour this, my man. And then we're going to get over to the couch and let that settle, because that is a lot of head right there. All right, Ron, now we got you here on the couch. I want to hear a little bit about what started it all. What got you into stand-up comedy? where uh, I believe your career kind of started in the industry. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just love it since I was a child, since I was five years old. My mom take me to the old Hollywood video stores and we would get, um, we'd always pick videos and my sister would get something. I'd get like a wrestling video or some old WCW tape or 
or some Richard Pryor tape, and my mom would also get, introduce me to a lot of stand-ups, and that kind of introduced my love of it. Probably five years old and watching I Love Lucy and stuff like that. It's oh, snap. Something I've always been really interested in, but it took me, you know, get my son. I had my son when I was 20, and then uh, he was diagnosed with autism when I was 22, and it kind of, like, jump-started my think, mind of being like, I better get a career, you know? Yeah. And so started open micing and just been hustling for like 13 years now. Yeah, well, that hustling seems to be paying off. But real quick, I just want to, you glossed over something that I don't think all the kids at home know. What the fuck is a Hollywood video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Hollywood video was the main competitor of Blockbuster Video. Which is where I used to go to rent VHS tapes back in our day, and then mm -hmm. it later became DVDs, and then they became the dusty-looking books in the corner of the fucking Yeah, room. <laughs> now they, then they became Barnes and Nobles, and then that also went under. Yeah. And so now they're mostly probably spaghetti warehouses. Yeah. Who is one of your favorite comedians? Start, like, starting? I know you, you mentioned Richard Pryor in your... Uh, yeah, oh, my favorite growing up were always like Mitch Hedberg, Dave Chappelle... Um, I was a big fan of Brett Butler when I was younger. Um, also, um, some more, who is a, just a sassy, just wonderful black queen comedian. I used to watch a lot of the queen as a comedy, mm. like Monique and some more and Adele Givens. And, um, and then just kind of spread out through there. Seinfeld was a big influence for me, Larry David. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so those are the things that kind of shaped, shaped my world. And then I started kind of going back and studying. and really fell in love with like Carol Burnett and, and um, her whole crew and um, man, I can't remember her name right now, but Mama's Family, the lady who played Mama's from Mama's Family who uh, came from the Carol Burnett family and she was, uh, Vicki Lawrence, that's okay. her name. And yeah, and I just kinda like, my whole life I've been into like that whole sitcom um, world. It's always interested me, always made me happy. So that actually kind of shows up. You, you mentioned one of the names that I was going to ask about and some of the stuff you've done in your career is uh, Larry David. I saw that you did uh, a little bit of stuff with uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. I do, now, again, did you have any inter interaction with Larry or, at all or anything like that on that set? Or was that? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the best part about the whole um, process was that even the audition was fun because the audition was you just showing up and Larry's there and Jeff Garland's there and the uh, casting agent's there and you kind of just improvise a scene together with Larry David at the audition. That's pretty cool. And so I went in for a different part and then they, they gave me uh, the part they gave me and I just came in and it's all improvising and I had kind of done an improvised scene in another show before and it didn't go that well I felt and they kind of cut most of it out so I was really like, you better, I was like, make a meal of it, have a lot of fun, just keep, keep talking, keep talking <laughs> until he tells you to shut up. Yeah, yeah, and give him, give him everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then we did a couple of takes and then Larry just walks over to me and he's like, you're really making a meal out of this. And I was like, that was like, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And yeah, he got it. That's yeah, great. Yeah, got exactly what I wanted. And they even like took the deleted scene and posted it out online and stuff. So it made me feel like, oh, you know. I did, a, I did a good job. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's awesome. You also just mentioned when you, I was asking about your influences, the, the sitcom comedy stuff. And I know you were on for a few episodes with Matt LeBlanc on Man With A Plan. Yeah. How was that project like? Um, you mentioned, I just listened to your podcast. You mentioned something pretty funny about it when you're live in Montreal about, I, I don't know how true it was, but you said that Matt LeBlanc didn't find you funny. 
Oh, I mean, it was more <laughs> of a joke that, like, um, I don't think he, he was that connected to the stand-up community, so he didn't really know who I was when I got okay. there. And so I kind of, over the weeks, had to be like, show him, like, oh, I do jokes, and I'm a funny guy. <laughs> and by the time, at the end of it, like, we got to know each other a little better. And he was, he was a nice guy, real professional. And Kevin Nealon was there, and, like, I love that guy. He's, like, a hero of mine. And so, and then learning from Stacy Keach, who's this, like, classic actor. And I learned a lot from him, and it was... A real, I mean, it was like, it was a fun, it was weird because I always wanted to be on like a CBS show and stuff. It was fun. And I just kind of go down, do a couple lines, and I went back upstairs and played Spider Man on my PlayStation. And then we'll go home and get paid. And I was like, this is a pretty fun job. Yeah, it's not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. But also <laughs> at the same time, I was like, oh, I kind of like, I love creating my own material. I love creating my own jokes and stuff. And that was like the first time where I had a job where it was really like, hey, just say what we want you to say and then we're done. And um, it was still fun. I still learned a lot, but I was like, maybe I don't want to do this again until I'm older. Yeah, well that brings me to the other kind of sitcom show you did too though, uh, Undateable. Um, There's a couple things I wanted to ask you about that one, but specifically when you said, you're like, (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I put my foot in your shot. <laughs> nah, it's cool. We're just checking out the kicks, dude. Um, no, like there was a whole season, I guess. You guys did a, a live yeah. thing on that. So was that another show where you were saying, like, were you able, especially when they're doing live, were you able to kind of do your own thing? Or was, oh, that, was yeah. that still? That's what spoiled me. That's what made me kind of like... I think for a couple of shows afterwards, I was kind of, not necessarily a jerk, but I was a little difficult because I was like, I was used to being like, well, I just make up the joke because we would literally get scripts on Undateable that would come in unfinished and they would just be like, Ron makes joke here, Chris makes joke here. And you, they would just trust us to come up with something. That's pretty incredible. It that's, was amazing. It was so much I gotta, fun. I got to believe that's not very many shows like that. I don't think so. Maybe it's also <laughs> why it got canceled right after that. But, I hope that's not the reason why it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but it was thrilling. And the fact that people still bring it up to me like years after it was canceled yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah, no. It's, uh, from the bits and pieces that I've seen, I think it was I think it was really funny, man. I liked it. It was a really good show. Yeah. Um, there's another person I wanted to ask you about. Another person that actually I watched growing up and kind of inspired me in a way to do this kind of show um, where I'm the host, which I'm a fucking bass player in a, in a band. Like, I, what do I know about hosting a show, right? <laughs> but uh, I grew up watching um, I think Conan O'Brien. I know a lot. <laughs> I know by, I by learning why. other people. I'll tell you why I would think a bass player would be good at hosting a show. How's that? It's because you got to keep the pace, you got to keep a rhythm, and you got to plays to be funky. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the funky part is true. And I don't have to keep the pace quite as much. I gotta follow the pace. Mm. There's drummers keeping the pace. So oh, like these, okay. these guys on off the camera are the ones writing shit down and telling me how to keep the pace. I'm following it. I'm following it. And I'm 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 gonna come off of your pace too. That's, okay. that's what we're gonna do here. That's what we're gonna do. So back to that, one of the one of the people that I think uh, comedy genius and especially as a late night or host of something is Conan O'Brien. Yeah, for and sure. And I know you've done a, a a lot of stuff with him at this point, right? Yeah. Can you explain amount. to me any, uh, any, you know, antidotes or stories you have oh, about Conan? I mean, I just think, like, it's kind of hard to put into words just, like, 
how much this guy loves stand-up comedy and how helpful he is for comedians and, and me in particular. Um, he's helped me a lot, you know, he was the first person to put me on TV, on his show, the first person to then be like, you're worth, you're not, you don't just have to come out and do jokes, you can come and sit on the couch, we consider you like a celebrity, we consider That's you cool, a friend. Man. And, and where a lot of other places were like, no, we don't, no. <laughs> yeah. No, that what's funny though is that, that that's something I hear from a lot of stand-up comedians over the years. They always talk about well, for them, the ones that I look up to. I'm showing my age here though, but the ones that I grew up wa watching were always, you know, when Johnny Carson invited you on onto the onto the chair, you know, you had something special. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's very similar for 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 comedians my age, I think. And then not just that, just the things he's doing as far as like he took me out on tour and took a bunch of people out on a tour and he's been sponsoring these tours. Like he's doing a thing now where I'm doing my gigs out in Austin in October and he's basically promoting the tour, promoting a bunch of other comedians weekend under all under a banner of his Team Coco weekend. And then it pays me extra money and then it also gets people into my shows. Yeah. And it's like that's a win-win right yeah, there. Yeah, he didn't have to do that, yeah. you know? And I look at stuff like really, that. Yeah. And it's the guy who's really trying to keep the like art form going. And yeah. And he's just like kindest dude and, it means, and just smart and hilarious. So yeah. I got nothing but great things to say That's about that That's fantastic. Guy. I love hearing about that because, you know, I, I've never had the pleasure of meeting him or anything like that. But just see, it seems like everything you just said through the podcast, through the show, through everything that I've watched over his career, it seems that way. So that's really cool to hear. And then there was Drunk History. <laughs> For a exactly. guy who doesn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> so you did a few episodes on that, and obviously you don't drink, so you're not the guy sitting there getting drunk and telling, talking a lot about history, but you're acting out what that drunk person's doing. Yeah. Did you ever drink at any point in your life so you know what it is to be drunk, or were you just always more of a pot smoker or everything like that? Well, I started, I tried to drink a couple of times when I was a teenager, and then I, I found out that like my throat would close up, and I would projectile vomit, I go into shock, I'm like, I'm allergic. So wow. I tried it a couple times, because it takes a while to figure out. Yeah, I mean, everyone throws up the first couple exactly. times they try it. That's what my friends we're, we're, Without like. the allergy or not. They're like, let's try a different drink. <laughs> and then it just took a couple times to go like, oh no, I'm drinking two beers and feeling like this. Yeah, and that's so not right. it was just like, oh, drinking's not for me. But drunk history is just super fun, because the guy, Derek Waters, who made it, is like, Literally, like one of the nicest guy in all of Hollywood. Like, really, he's like the coolest dude. He's That's just a rad. chill dude. He's smart and funny. He makes you real comfortable on set, and he just like put me in a position to play these fun characters with a lot of other like really great actors that I got to work with that I wouldn't have gotten to work with otherwise. Yeah. So um, I think they're like he's got a whole new thing coming out now. So I'm really excited for what he does. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw Derek Waters for the first time in uh, Hall Pass. Mm -hmm. He had that, that role in there. But um, and then I, obviously I was a big fan of Drunk History and everything like that, you know, so. Speaking of history though, I also know that you're big into conspiracy theories. Yeah. So when you're having to act out this, this drunkard's version of, of this history, are you thinking about like, when you're reading, are you thinking about some of the conspiracy theories that you that you follow that have anything to do with that? Yeah, or? always. It's always <laughs> fun to think about that. And that's usually kind of fun of the show is that sometimes they'll dig into some of that. And yeah, but my whole life I've just been 
even if it's not true, I've, I've always been into like, what sounds more fun? <laughs> so that's my vibe. Basically. I don't really care if it's real or not. Yeah. It already happened. What happened has happened. But you it's know, more, it's, it, aliens don't exist. Ghosts don't exist. Okay, then it's fucking boring. Yeah, it'd be but a like, lot cooler. Like uh, like wise man once said, it'd be a lot cooler if it did. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's funny. My I watched uh, Ancient Aliens a lot. You watch Ancient Aliens? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Watch yeah, Ancient yeah. Aliens a lot. Uh, my wife and. Uh, you know, for a while I was like really into it, and then like, it, and then I started going, "Wait a minute!" He keeps saying the same fucking thing. Yeah, the guy <laughs> with the big blowout hair. Yeah, he Actually, always does. One of my buddies uh, is in a band called The Vandals. Joe Escalante was sitting there. He's like, he's, he's like a writer on the show. He was giving me a little lowdown on. It. I was like, "All right, all right." <laughs> it's oh, a fun I'm, show, though. I'm interested I do. In yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about that behind the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, there's another thing before I continue with your awesome career. I saw that you did something called Killing Hasselhoff. You were a part in this. Yeah. I have no idea what this is. Can you oh. fill me in on what the fuck Killing Hasselhoff was? Yeah, it is a movie. It is a horrible movie starring <laughs> a bunch of great people. Awesome. But it is not good. <laughs> um, I play a character named Bill Sagliano, if that makes any sense. Sagliano. <laughs> you look exactly like a Sagliano. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is that is it perfect. Just, Straight from Jersey, Sagliano. Yeah. <laughs> it was a movie about kind of creating like a celebrity death pool. Uh, there's a, there was like this trend of betting on like which celebrity could die next, and so this was kind of a movie about a group of people who had a pool like that, and one guy really needed his celebrity to, to die, which sounds very morbid. Fucking sounds morbid as fuck. Yeah, this is a I comedy? It, it's a comedy. <laughs> but again, it is not good. No. Uh, it stars Dr. Ken. I'm in it. There's like um, some really great people in the movie, but it's not good. Go check it out. Go check it out. It's not good. Go check it out. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of other movies that I have not seen, but I had to ask you about was what was the Donald Trump parody? Uh, oh, the um, Art of the Deal movie thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was a fun opportunity because a I wanted they the character I was playing was a member of the Fat Boys, and as a I'm a big fan of the Fat Boys. I love rap my whole life. Mm -hmm. I love classic rap. I love rap about food. I've missed those <laughs> days. Why has rap got to be always about murder and sex? Why can't it be about a Philly cheese This guy is talking some real shit about music right now. I like it. Yeah. More <laughs> variety. I miss yeah. it when there was just a song about all-you-could-eat buffets. <laughs> That's more relatable to me. Yeah. I'm less likely to murder or I probably have sex with multiple women on a night. I am more likely to visit an all-you-could-eat buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So that's what I were you, love. Were, were you sad when the scarcity of, of Sizzlers started happening then? Oh, I mean, that just ruined my childhood. <laughs> there's, there's none around anymore, man. That's what I was all about, eating that Jello, getting a stale cookie. <laughs> I was I was all about the fucking stale hard shell taco and just loading it up with what was supposed to be meat and fucking going at it. I, I yeah. That. Oh yeah. It was not early. <laughs> it was not good. Definitely not healthy. But I miss it. I oh, miss yeah. all those theme restaurants of Bennigan's. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. Dude. So that brings me to another, one other thing. You uh, semi-recently, now it's been, it's been out for a little while now, did your first uh, special. Yeah, with, uh, first hour special. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Giggle Fit. Yeah, Comedy So Central. I watched that yeah. and see, I, I never realized, my, again, my first introduction to you was as Cooper. Mm-hmm. I have a two-year-old son. Um, when the movie first came out, I think I would just come back from a tour in Europe and I was holding him like this, a couple months old. And we watched Trolls. And, you know, obviously he didn't watch Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> but I sat there with my wife and we watched Trolls. He fell asleep and lo- loved the movie and, you know, did some research after that. And um, you've lost a lot of weight. You mentioned that in Giggle Fit and everything yeah. like that. So for me, when I saw you in Giggle Fit, it was like the first time I actually laid eyes on you. I was like, oh, you used to be, used to be big? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's so weird for me is my friend has to remind me that. He's like... Sometimes I'll try to do jokes about it. And he's like, you at least have, you have to frame it and remind people what your weight was because if not, it just sounds like you're fat shaming. And so, uh, <laughs> fat shaming from a person who's, that's, yeah. that's fucked up. I like yeah, it. yeah. But then I was also like, oh, that's how they look at me. Like, they're like, Strong you're not one of us Strong anymore. Yeah, he's done. He's done. Yeah, but yeah, it used to be my heaviest was 360 pounds. And, um, just kind of, it was just, it was mostly on me, you know, it was a lot of depression issues, things like that, wasn't taking care of myself, took me getting a little bit of success and doing things and being like, oh, I'm doing this and I don't really even know what I'm doing, Uh, what if I really focus on my life, what I really invest in myself, really take my my opportunity and my craft seriously, and so, um, and also my mom was really helpful in it and, and just real honest with me and the her concerns for me and, and being on Undateable, the, the showrunner there, a guy named Bill Lawrence who created Scrubs and Spin City and a couple other great shows. And um, he was just like, look, I've noticed you trying to lose weight and then I noticed you put on some more weight because I, it was always kind of kept in check by the fact that I didn't have money. But once I had some money, it was like Postmates, Postmates, Postmates oh, yeah, all yeah. the time and not exercising. And then um, I got a trainer, kind of really focused on my diet, and yeah, just do that. Just lost 140 pounds, still struggling on it, still working on it. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, everyone struggles with their own weight. I feel like you know, I'm not. I was never that big, but I drink a lot, so I have to balance it out as often as I can. This shit will get you fat. Oh yeah, I'll catch your <laughs> calories, but not in that Stone Cold IPA. Not in the Stone Cold it. IPA. That one. That one. Can I get a hell yeah for Stone Cold IPA? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so the other thing that I noticed that I'm glad you brought back this. This is perfect segue right here. I, I almost feel like you read my mind or my board over there. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so at the top of this giggle fit thing, I see one of my all-time favorite pro wrestlers, Ric Flair, Hall of Famer. Woo! The Nature Boy. Woo! <laughs> I'll do. I'm not gonna leave you alone. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so how the fuck did you meet Ric Flair? How was this thing? Did you just, like, reach out and be like, hey, I'm a big fan. Will you be at the beginning of, of Giggle Fit? Also, segue me into the robe, because I know that was one of his fucking robes. I want to know which robe that was. <laughs> okay, I love talk about it. So, basically, once I realized that the special 
um, was going to be coming out on Comedy Central and that you're going to have to like buy it on iTunes and that people are going to have to spend a little bit of money, like five bucks on iTunes. You can get it now. Google Play, wherever you want. <laughs> I bought it. You guys should buy it too. You gotta you check it out. It's great. I know everyone wants the Netflix thing. I, I yeah. saw you tweet back at somebody yeah, about yeah. that. That was that was it was a good back one though. I liked it. Yeah, and I get the perception of it, you know, because it's easier to click on it. You're already playing the, the the monthly fee and whatever. And so that was part of it. It's like, oh, how can I fight that perception? How can I make this special look stand out? Mm-hmm. Make it look great. And I also just came into the mindset of going, like, what if this is my only special ever? I want to get anything that I want out of it. Yeah. And, and I love wrestling, been a fan of my whole life. And one of the things that I love about wrestling is the big entrances. Been a big fan of Ric Flair. So I kind of knew I wanted to do this robe thing and I wanted to do this entrance. And um, I met Ric Flair a couple of times. I had even been on this show called At Midnight where I dressed up as him for a Halloween episode. And he, <laughs> he saw that, apparently. And so yeah. I met him at a WrestleMania. And um, he was like, oh, I heard about the At Midnight thing. He's like, I love your respect for me. He took a picture with me. He was a very nice guy. And fast forward a couple of years, I actually came, became friends with his, his stepson, or his son-in-law, excuse me, son-in-law Conrad Thompson. Who I love Conrad. I love yeah. listening. I don't know Conrad Thompson. Don't mean to interrupt you, but no. I lo- I've been listening to... 83 weeks with uh, Eric Bischoff for the last year since it started, and I just love that. I absolutely love that show. Props yeah, to that fucking yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. Check out all his podcasts. 83 weeks, something to wrestle with. Yeah. Tony Schiavone one, which is not as good. Playing with you, Tony. You know I love uh, you. <laughs> you fucking with Schiavone? <laughs> I love Tony Schiavone. Schiavone seems like a nice guy. He's yeah. the best. He's actually one of the... It's so weird to um, grow up watching him and then meet him and then, like, like he'll text me and be like, "Oh, saw you in Future, man, killing it." And I'm like, "Tony Giovanni." You want a Tony Giovanni text though to to read the way that he would talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're running out of time. Right. I'll have to call you back. <laughs> Love to get on the phone with you. <laughs> and so I text like, me when you're in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's don't leave me hanging don't leave me hanging i'll never leave you you hanging it's okay so i basically we'll we'll edit that it'll it'll look a lot better in post yeah put it like we always we did on the first (laughs) try so i I just pitched it to conrad i texted him and i was like hey if you talk to rick can you ask him if he'd be interested in doing this? Here's the basic idea. And he was like, I'm actually sitting next to Rick right now. We're at a football game together. He's in. And, I, and that was that simple. That's fucking incredible. That's so cool. I wish I had cool stories like that. <laughs> I think you got cool stories. Nah, dude, nah. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, do you know which, um, obviously he lent you that, that robe, right? No, let me get into the robe. Once that wasn't it, once I had that robe made by, by the WWE designers. Um, I'm blanking on the gentleman's name, so I apologize. But uh, the same gentleman who makes um, We'll do Bobby the research Ruth. and we'll just put it over. We'll just, yeah. Just like someone, it'll be my voice on your lips. I love that. Like that. <laughs> Bobby Roode's robes, Charlotte Flair's robes, and he, he made my robe. And it took him a little convincing because he was like, these are expensive. And most people who don't want them, who aren't wrestlers, and they tell me they don't want them, when I get back to them, they don't want them. And I was like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah, 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 I'm getting it. And it's been in my closet. I wear it any chance I get. I love it. Yeah, I could, I could imagine if I had one of those, I'd be wearing nothing but that in the morning. 
yeah. down, grab it's a cup so of coffee. It's so heavy. It's so luxurious. When the light hits it, it sparkles. It is probably the most expensive clothing item I own. For <laughs> not, not, no, no, probably. It is definitely, <laughs> definitely. the most expensive clothing item that I own. And I love it because it makes me feel like Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! So right now, me and Ron are about to geek out on an old-school WWF at the time board game. So to check out a visual on this epic battle, go to YouTube and find the episode on the Avenged Sevenfold channel. Or better yet, go to drinkswithjohnny.com where we have archived all of your favorite Drinks With Johnny episodes as well as some exclusive merch. We've got shirts, we've got shot glasses, we've got pint glasses over at drinkswithjohnny.com. But right here, we're going to keep things rolling and talk a little bit more about wrestling. All right, let's move into some more fucking wrestling because this is something that, you know, when we when we talked about doing the show together and everything like that, I was like, I was really excited to talk to you about wrestling because there's not a lot of people that I know that like in my world that are like that fanatic about wrestling. So I don't know if you're into doing this. You could totally say no. We can cut it later. Don't worry about it. But I used to play this board game as a child. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. And... I used to have to play it by myself. Okay. No one else would play with me. Oh, I, I was going to tell you already. I'm in. All right, all right. So let's get this set up and play this game while we continue this interview. Let's do it. All right, cool. So it's basically a, a matchup dice game. Okay. Um, we're going to start out with four of our of our choosing of wrestlers here, and four power cards. You can line them up underneath however you want. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Basically, you're going to roll the dice. You go around, and if you land. Say, say I'm rolling because you you're gonna clearly pick Hogan first overall. I don't know that. Don't you if don't I put land, me in a corner. <laughs> if I land on Hogan, um, you and I enter the ring and we roll and we roll. Oh, we're getting. We, we we do a single dice roll, each. Highest point wins. You got to win three times to eliminate that wrestler from the board. Okay. Makes sense. That makes it seem like you can get more with two dice. All right, cool. So let's start off with our. We're gonna pick our, our all-star teams. Okay. We got the big boss man. We got Mr. Perfect. We got Earthquake. We got Jake the Snake Roberts. The Ultimate Warrior. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan. And the Rick, the model, Martel. Okay, well, I'll tell, and I get first pick? You're gonna get first pick. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna build it together like a classic Survivor Series team. And I'm gonna go, and I know <laughs> I you think this. that I'm gonna go with Hulk Hogan off the top because he is the biggest draw, but also I am familiar with his past recently. So. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all vitamins? <laughs> so I have to go with what I think who is the people's favorite. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, He's gonna yeah. be my number one pick. Okay, that's your number one pick. All right, my all right. Number one pick. Well, you did leave Hogan out there. I did. On my third episode of the show, I had Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm. You and he was. Be loyal? I, I got. I got. I got to be loyal. I got to be loyal, and without letting you know who my second pick's gonna be, in case you don't take him. <laughs> Well, I mean, you uh, you made a horrible mistake as I'm going to <laughs> reunite the Mega Powers. Oh, no! I left it wide open. Hope, even though I talk trash about his racial issues, I could get over that. Because <laughs> he's Hulk Hogan. And, you're, and, yeah, and now you've got the powers. All I right, got right, the right, Mega Powers right, together. Right, we right, winning. All right. All right. No. See, now I'm just going to put... You, you, got, you got your... 
You got your baby faces over here. I'm gonna start putting together some villains to, to, it to seems go like against you. Got you. To. Okay, okay. Now, so this is the, this is the one that I'm gonna go to next because of his his work inside the ring. Mr. Perfect to me, oh. Kurt Henning was an incredible wrestler inside the you ring. You don't know how hard that hurts me. And you know, my... I know that he wasn't always a bad guy. He had de definitely had some had some run-ins as uh, as the baby face in the WWF at the time, but overall, I remember him for being a little bit of a bad guy. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Kurt Haney, Mr. Perfect. You know what? That's okay, because we still going. We got a great team pulled together, and I want to go with my man. We got, we, uh, I mean, we're just a stacked team. Yeah, you, I see what you're gonna go for. People. I see what you're gonna go you for. You think you know who I'm going go I think with? I do. I mean, I think I have to go with the ultimate yeah, warrior. Yeah, I do it, I do it. You just got you well, got, got a classic a, team building. It's over a good here. thing that this is a, a board game and not like a real matchup. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. If this was a real matchup <laughs> in the late '80s, you you know you count. You looking up at the lights. Oh, my team's easy, going over. easy, easy. But you know what? I'm gonna ride with my bad boys. I'm gonna take the million dollar man because everyone's got a price. Ted DiBiase, baby. That's a beautiful pet. and I gotta go with you. With, I think one of the most underrated big men to ever do it in all of wrestling. And I gotta go with the big boss man. Okay, okay, okay. So now here we're left. I gotta pick between, cause we're gonna do four on four. They always give you an extra one. So you're not, you know, it, it's, it's kind of nice. Cause you know, you don't feel like you, you know, have to pick one or the other. Um, I'm gonna go with, see Earthquake was, see I'm lining up all my bad guys over mm -hmm. here. Earthquake was predominantly in the WWE early on, a good guy. He wasn't really perceived as a bad guy until he made it over to the WCW. So I think I gotta go with the model. You got to. I mean, the model, he just breathes arrogance. That is the yeah. bad guy team right there. I mean, it's me and him, me and him have that. Series. <laughs> that's, that's what we got. We got a little Survivor Series going on. Cool, so now we got our teams. It's so good. have you ever seen this game before? I think I have. I've never played it, but I've probably seen it. Because I used to buy all the WWF catalogs and stuff. I had Wrestle Buddies, had the I little beat-em-up sand ones that you pick back up. But no, I don't think I've ever played this before. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that. I love that. Okay. Again, you being the guest, you're going to start us off. You got three. Looks like we got our first oh, match. Fight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now you pick your man against mine. Okay. Jake's entering in the ring. Oh. He's ready for a DDT. Then we got we go we gotta go against the big boss man. Okay, okay. Dun, dun. Oh, I would watch this match. Okay. <laughs> that's a good match. That'd be a good match, man. That's a good oh, that's a good heel baby face right there. Style of Jake the Snake versus the power moves of the big boss man with Cobb County, Georgia on his side. Ooh. Who's going to win? We'll find out. Let's find out. All right. Now we're going to roll at the okay. same time you here. Use your power card. If you if you want to use it at any Why time. Are you not going to use it? I'm not going to use it yet. Okay. I'm not going to use it. I don't want to waste it. I don't need it against I'll the boss, straight. man. Oh, I got, okay. I got confidence. I you got confidence. One, two, three. Ooh. Oh. Snake eyes. No, that's just <laughs> <laughs> The headlock. All right. One, tied up. two, three. Now that's oh. snake eyes. This is fucked up. This has never happened in this game, ever. This All is right. a great match. One, two, three. Damn. Oh, my God. It's so fucking oh, It's, it's so the best match I've ever seen. My forever. <laughs> They're too my evenly forever. matched. They're too evenly matched. Whoever fucking knew, we should have been booking this, this shit. This is awesome. One, two, three. Oh. Ah, the big one. 
he got the first round. You got the first round. Now you turn over one of your guys. Nice. You got to get all three to win the match, though. I love it. It's not over. Oh, no, no, no. You leave oh, him you in. Leave you got to get in? all three leave until you in. get the match. Does he get the belt? Does he get to wear it? You can, He can wear it. Yeah, he can wear it. Yeah. And he gets another one on either shoulders if you can think you can do it again. Oh, I think I can. All right, all right. One, two, three. Oh! oh now I got Jake with the belt. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Oh, Jake's got two now. No, can I use my power anything now? Oh, you can use it anytime you want. Okay, let's put it out. All right, all right, all right. Ooh, that's four. He gets four added to the die. One, two, three. Oh, he destroyed it on that one. Okay, now you wasted your power card, my friend. Then you're gonna use yours. I'm gonna use mine now. I don't remember what I put down here. Oh, it's only a one. Oh, oh, uh oh. Okay, one, two, three. I score him! Oh! Jake the Snake takes the boss man out. I can see that. You can, can see him see just that. taking the python, yeah. laying it all over. Yeah. You know, that's, that's bad. okay. All He's right. got a confederate flag best. on his arm. <laughs> I was going to say that was an interesting pick for you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be a black man wrestling fan. you got to <laughs> forgive a lot of things. Well, especially if you're going to go back to the old school stuff, right? <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I never realized that as a child. And then... Uh, I've recently, since listening to 83 Weeks with Conrad and, and Bischoff, that uh, I, I started re-watching all this stuff from when I was a kid. I got the WWE Network, and I started at 93 in WCW. I finished that, and now I'm back to WWF 93. And I saw Big Bossman come out a couple of times. I was like, he's talking like he's the baby face. And I looked down, and I was like, is that Confederate flag on his arm? I was like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> That's why then Nails had to come get him. Nails, oh man. Nails used to creep me out as a kid. He was super creepy with the voice. Fucking and his super face. creepy. Okay. Alright, alright, alright. Okay, so now you roll? Now I'm gonna roll. Now that we now that we both understand what, how mm -hmm. the game is played, let's continue a little bit of uh, some wrestling talk while we're doing this. Okay. I understand that uh, you did get high watch wrestling with X-Pac, formerly 123Kid. Mm-hmm, WWE Hall of Famer. WWE Hall of Famer, the one that uh, gets credited a lot for um, court, uh, uh, putting together a lot of the fights uh, as far as moves and stuff yeah. goes, right? Yeah, oh, underrated, just a real good mind in wrestling. Only person I know who is a member of both NWO and DX. And oh, damn, that's right. It's <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> it's <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> Warrior, I gotta go get the <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> Warrior. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the perfect plex. Oh, oh no! You found the ultimate warrior's weakness. Someone <laughs> that knows how to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good call. Uh, I hope there's a lot of people like who who love wrestling and watching that because if they don't, that fucking call went right over their fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought ultimate warrior was way cooler than Mr. Perfect. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's okay. count it off. One, da, 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 two, da, 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 three. Ah, nice. son of a bitch. You know, he's always going over strong. <sighs> he fun he's been shaking those ropes for way too long. <laughs> he's One, blown up. two, three. Damn it, two in a row. All right, now I got to play Perfect's card. Let's see what I got. Ooh, he's coming with the power slam. Are you ready for it? Ooh, okay. The power the slam ultimate warrior has. on the ultimate warrior. Boom. All right. One, two, three. Wait, I can't add that fast. Eight and Eight seven. seven, I win. Oh, I win. that's a good one. That's a great battle. All right, all right, all right. So we got, we're chipped up over here, finally. All right. One, two, three. 
Nice. Yeah. You took out my favorite player. I love it. I, I love I it. If, I'm year. sorry that it had to be with the Ultimate Warrior, who I don't <laughs> think is a great wrestler, nor was a great person. But you know, I don't know about his personal life. But I don't guess that's true. That's not Melon in his business. I heard some things. So what's it like doing the, the getting getting high and watching wrestling? Like oh, that? is that just fun? Is that just? It's a blast because it's like and it's a rare thing. We don't we who knows if we'll ever do it again. But it was just uh, um, a great experience because it's all the things that I love and enjoy. It was kind of like mystery science theater meets pro wrestling. So we would just that sounds fucking incredible. Yeah, it was great. We just get together. We would edit together just these clips of old wrestling that we like, and we would just make fun of them. Be me, X Pac, some other wrestlers who are in LA, or some comedians who love wrestling, and we would all just kind of, it was always just a celebration of the weirdness and the silliness of wrestling, and we'd get real stoned. And I, a lot of people <laughs> told me that um, some people would travel out of town. That we'd get people from Las Vegas, from other cities, who come to these shows because they were like, I don't. They were like me. They were like, I don't drink. I don't. Most events aren't pushed at the things that I like to do. And you they gotcha. go, and they're like, I love getting high and watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, me too. Who doesn't? That's a great yeah. I, I mean, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. It really does. It yeah. was a blast. And it was fun to, that X-Pac was always so open. And like, he, because a lot of people would be like, oh, I don't want people to know that I smoke pot. And he was always like, people know what I've done. I was in pornographies. Yeah, <laughs> This is the main event, by the way. This is what's happening right here. Oh, the one, two, three. Damn it. Yeah. Of course, Ooh, Macho's gonna yeah. get the first blood. All right, let's see what we got. Let's see what I got from my power fight. Hold okay. up, hold up. Ooh, flying body press. I don't know if he's done that too often in his career. No, but I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did yep. I wasted it. Yep. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Here it is for all the marbles. This one's for all the marbles. One, two, three. Oh! That's pathetic. A two beats me. A two beats me. It's terrible. Damn. All right, now I've got one competitor left. Come All right. And I want to. I want to know. Okay. Okay. What was the first thing that got you into wrestling? What was? What, what oh. was it? I know from watching Giggle Fit, I saw that it was your uncle that took you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, what was your? Who was your first favorite? And your current favorite, anything like that? What, what can you tell me about your wrestling fandom? My first memories of watching wrestling was seeing Hogan versus Earthquake, watching stretcher matches, watching them go at, at it, seeing the big balls, man, seeing I mean, pretty much this board yeah. was my first memories of, of watching pro wrestling. Um, Hogan, of course, was one of my favorites. Ultimate Warriors was one of my favorites. And then I got older into it and was, you know, into like the work rate of it, into the people who um, were just so good at making me hate them. I used to always hate the bad guys. <laughs> oh, I was like, course. that's what they're good at. And so oh, that's, what, that's why they become some of my favorites. Exactly. Love Jake. Love Mr. Perfect. Um, Eddie Guerrero is one of my favorites. Mr. Um, Bret Hart, yeah. always. Right now, it's people like uh, Kevin Owens, um, Matt Riddle oh, I really cool. like. Um, there's a guy named MJF in uh, AEW, and he is like the most old school mean hill. I fucking love that. And he's the best. He's probably the best hill in the business. I'm, I'm glad you brought up AEW because I, I think uh, you did some uh, commentating work with them, right? Yeah, well, I did for one of the, one of the side shows for the, for their weekend events. I did. Um, I'm, you're you're I'm green. green. One, two, three. Earthquake. Not Earthquake's there. On the board. I'm gonna keep it going. I did a thing for another company called GCW, 
um, and um, I got to commentate a match with Jerry Lawler. That's so you did, you did something with Lawler, right? Yeah, I got one, to commentate two, one of his three. matches. Ooh, Ooh, Jay. Come on, Jay. And it was yeah, really yeah. a dream come true because I was a big, one, not just a wrestling two, fan, but three. big Andy Kaufman fan. And so oh, you nice. know, he mixed the two one, together. Two, Love Jerry Lawler. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I got no cards to play. One, two, three. Nice. Don't count out the Macho Man yet. Oh, man, he's, he's going for it. He's yeah. going to get the top rope. One, two, three. Oh, Son of a bitch. he's climbing to the top. I can't top. catch a break. He's climbing to the oh, top. Oh, no. One, two, three. Come on, Damien, help me out. Oh, the Macho Man with the beautiful elbow drop. Oh, Elizabeth, we're coming home. We're going to kiss you. That's a mixture of Macho Man and Red Fox. I'm coming <laughs> home to you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Hell of a game, man. Hell of a game. Oh, pleasure. Uh, I'm glad he played. Now I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a product I'm a fan of, Rescue Water. When you're going to have a long night and you don't want to feel that hangover the next morning, reach for a Rescue Water. One before you hit the bars and one before you hit the bed. It's definitely going to make you feel a lot better in the morning, I promise. So head on over to rescuewater.com. That's R-E-S-Q-W-A-T-E-R.com. Use the promo code DRINKSWITHJOHNNY to receive 25%. That is 25% off of your first order. That promo code again is D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-J-O-H-N-N-Y. Drinks with Johnny and Rescue Water. What a beautiful marriage. So let's, let, let's keep this thing rolling now. Now that we've gotten the wrestling fucking shit out of the way, I got my ass kicked. <laughs> it also happened when I used to play by myself somehow. Yeah, I still, and people left. Look, I got, oh, you I still, guess. You never even yeah. had to play Hogan. Oh, man. You I got never even had to play Hogan with a power card. Yeah. I got my ass kicked. He was out there. Me. He was hanging out with that You were hanging guy. out with an extra dad. You know Hogan got to do that. <laughs> like he did the Sid. I'm Quick question. Hand, while we're talking about Hogan, Hollywood or Hulkamania? Oh, Hulkamania. Oh, man. Hulkamania. That's what I, I mean, when I was on. a kid, Hulkamania all the way, but when I look back at it now, man, there was something fucking awesome about Hollywood Hogan. Oh, that's a great villain. That's yeah. an amazing villain, but I grew up off the Say Your Prayers, Take Your Vitamins, and, you know, I, I love the red and yellow is what I grew up on. So. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. You know, I, I think that's, uh, that's how we all grew up on anyone who was a, was a fan. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. So we've gone through some wrestling shit. Thank you for that, by the way. Thanks for Thank playing you. the game. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little about what what you're up to these days, man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, you're in Huntington Beach. You're at my house because you're doing a gig down the street. Yeah. At the rec room mm-hmm. with uh, the Merriment. Uh, my my crew. Yeah. My Merriment Marauder crew, which is uh, comedians that. Uh, just kind of always work with my best friends, really. Uh, Gabe Dinger, Blair Saki. They're both really, really funny comedians, and it's kind of my first time going out on the road and putting together the whole show. A lot of times with, with comedy, and I'm assuming it's like, you know, at first it's just me headlining and the club is picking everything else, and mm-hmm. sometimes that kind of like 
messes up the whole energy of it because it's people who are like not like my style or sometimes my audiences would hate my openers you know and this is the first time where i'm handpicking everything and it's just a full like hour and a half show of comedy that i really like i like that i mean i could, I could parody, parody that a little bit with uh with traveling as in, in a band you know there's a lot of times you go and there's a house opener or something like that that the promoter thinks is in your is in your wheelhouse and you look at it and you go, it's not really in the wheelhouse and then as you said you bring out somebody else and that is in the wheelhouse and like all of a sudden everyone's having a lot better time nothing against the other the other local performers or no. whatever but it's like it, it says something to create an entire package that you're going to bring to that to yeah that it just place. makes it fun and I, I love working with, with local comics it's it's great when I go into big cities that have good scenes and mm -hmm. but sometimes you're going to places that don't have that great of a scene and it, it, don't I mean, name those places I won't but <laughs> <laughs> but it just does my audience a disservice to bring some to have someone open that you have to sit through like the best thing about our comedy thing is like it's real optimistic real fun and, and a lot of people who don't normally go to comedy clubs come out to see it and if they have to sit through some like bad act of, of someone just hating on women or hating on minorities that's not fun i mean if you do it great sure but like some people i don't just know if i would lazy. say great if you're yeah. doing that no no <laughs> you're such a positive man because i'm sitting there going did he just say that and gloss over like oh if you're doing that great <laughs> some people is what they like to do <laughs> he is a much more tolerant man than i am <laughs> i thought i was a pretty tolerant man but i'm learning all new things here today <laughs> the positive and the negative that all exists but i just like having my friends and i'm having a blast and and blair in particular it's nice because she kind of brings in a, um she has her own group of fans that come out to just see her and and it's helpful for me because then i get to introduce them to me and even if they did just come to see her i also got their money <laughs> Always a good outlook on life. <laughs> I'm fucking digging it. So the other project that I'm really excited to see um, is your thing with Adam Devine, uh, Jexy. Yeah. That looks like a really fun movie. It is a really fun movie. Um, and I heard on your uh, podcast the other day you went to the premiere mm -hmm. for the, uh, and you were making a joke that it was one of the first times that you would get to see yourself thin. <laughs> as, as yeah. on the on the screen not doing a voiceover yeah so how was that how was that premiere oh it made me so happy first of all they gave me free popcorn and, and red vines and that's like a 50 dollar value <laughs> so i was just like you guys just giving this away it's, so that never happens in movie theaters they're never giving it away no, even if it's old the they don't give it no, away it's quite the opposite and so days. i was like if you're in a movie they'll give you the popcorn and candy that's all you have to do is be in the movie that's all you gotta do <sighs> dude i loved it and <laughs> yeah just seeing my name up there and and and, and I think because when I first moved to LA, it, it didn't take me necessarily too long. It took me probably about a year to where I was in a show and I was on, I had a very small part in a Kevin Hart movie. And I kind of like, I didn't necessarily take it for granted, but I was also like, okay, this is what happens. And, I'm, <laughs> and I'll probably be in another movie next year. And I'll yeah. be in a movie after that. And then it took like four years of me getting some smaller things and doing some voiceovers and getting to some things like killing Hasselhoff and stuff like that. <laughs> but it took a Some little... of the higher points. Yeah. <laughs> <Hasselhoff>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it took a long time to be in another movie. And so I would really, when I went to the screening, and I brought my son and I brought my friend and I brought my girlfriend and I was like, let's just sit and enjoy it and really take it in and um, just have people come out and want to shake my hand and take pictures with me. And my manager was there and she was like, you're, she's like, you're, she's like, you're, be you're becoming a much better actor, you're more natural, and there's all these things that just, and plus, I love Adam Devine, he's a guy, when I first came out here doing his house party shows, was a real big boon for my career, he was one of the first people that was nice to me when I moved out That's here, super cool. and so, it was a big deal for me, and I think this is one of his best roles, I think he's really, really funny, and it's mm -hmm. a silly movie, it's just real fun, it's about a phone that tries to murder you, Dude, it's great. As, as, as uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan would say, as a peon, I didn't get to see the premiere, but just from the trailer, it is, it is a fantastic concept to a movie, it looks absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, the phone is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> Even just the trailer, I'm just like... I want more. <laughs> no, it's good. I think I'm they're... excited about that. The other yeah. one that I'm excited about going back, I don't want to keep harping on the Trolls thing, but man, Trolls World Tour, I went and saw I think the Lion King or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was one of the previews that came up, and me and the wife were at Lion King without our kid, by the way. <laughs> that's how I saw the Lego preschool. movie. I saw the Lego movie like that, and I was like, where are these kids here? <laughs> Before I even had a kid, me and my wife, like, we've been dating forever. Like, we used to go into in the kid movies, and like, like matinees would be like surrounded by kids. We're like, we're those people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, but I was so, I didn't even figure it out. I was like, this is a movie adults are going to go see. <laughs> Everybody's going to go see the Lego movie. Of and course. It was just, and I, I could have brought my son, and I <laughs> came back like, do you know what movie I just saw? <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me a little about, about this, speaking of kids things, or I don't even know if it's a kid thing, but... You have a new Netflix cartoon kind of thing coming out called Hoops? Yeah, oh, it is not a kid thing. <laughs> it is not a kid thing. Please, So that was kids. a great segue yeah. to what I just set up. Yeah, children, do not watch Hoops. Do not <laughs> watch Hoops. Do not watch Drinks with Johnny. Um, <laughs> um, but it's a cool, sh it's, it's, it's a real cool show. Um, it's just about a basketball coach who's kind of like down on his luck and I'm his his assistant coach and best friend and I'm dating his I'm also dating his ex-wife. So it's a little complicated oh, nice. there. Yeah. So, so he's gotta take advice from the dude that's banging his ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> he should. <laughs> I clearly the better man. <laughs> that's perfect. That is that is absolutely perfect. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we got into some of the shit that's going on right now. Can you tell me um, anything I might not know about that you're excited about coming up in the future? You got some projects uh, coming? Yeah, I'm working on a couple of things. I mean, Jexy is the main thing. You know, I'm real excited about October 11th. Uh, but I'm working October on... 11th, everybody. October 11th. Check in out theaters. Jexy. Go see it in theaters. Make people surprised that I am a box office draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you will not get the free candy that Ron no. got. No. Uh, but if you show me your receipt, I will send you a dollar off. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar off what? You're not going to finish it. We're yeah. not going to let him finish it. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sending you anything. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm shooting this game show. There's a new um, network platform called Quibi coming out. And What's this about? It, it, it's, uh, Quibi itself is like, I think it's an app just for, for phones. And it's like for shorter 
just shorter bites of entertainment. It's like 10-minute shows. Oh, so awesome. it's kind of like the same production value of these 22-minute or hour shows, but 10-minute shows. And the show I'm doing is called uh, Nice Ones, and it's basically uh, a comedic game show in the vein of At Midnight or or um, Chelsea Lately or things like that, where we bring in some comedian friends and we kind of talk about what's going on in the world today, but we try to do it from a positive spin. That's kind of the point of it. It's to make um, talk about negative things that have gone on in the world, but with a pos what's, what's positive about it. And silver linings, mm -hmm. making it, get a good spin on it. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're going to shoot that at the end of October. I'm really excited about That's that. That's very if cool. People are in LA and they want to go to a taping, please, who will need friends. Um, it'll be great. Look it up. It's called Nice Ones. It'll be, it'll be shooting in the end of October. I love it. I, the only problem I have with it is I just started this show and it has like a 20 minute format on YouTube. Now you guys are going to undercut me with a fucking thing. <laughs> I'm just giving you information. I just fucking started. <laughs> We're going to have to fucking edit our shit down to seven minutes. Six minute abs, all right? We're going to do six minute abs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to make content where people can do what they're doing crunches. <laughs> Oh, uh, cool. I'm glad that you brought up the uh, putting a positive spin on things. Mm -hmm. So I know on your podcast, Getting Better, fantastic podcast. It makes it, it does make you feel better. When you Thank you. It. it does. It makes me really happy. That's what I like, what I get out of it the most. Because um, I don't really get money out of it, but I get a lot. <laughs> Do you mean to tell me there's no money in what I'm doing here? Motherfucker. <laughs> Steered me wrong. But I always feel good when people are like, oh, I love your joke. I think you're really funny. But like on my podcast, I've had people be like, you made me look at my outlook on life. You made me go th think it was okay to go and see a therapist. And those are the things where I'm like, oh, that's like, that's big. Yeah. When you're like, that's being a positive force in the world. When I'm like, when people are like, oh, because of you talking about your therapy, because you talking about your weight issues or whatever it made me feel less alone about it that that makes me feel happy that's awesome so you just gave me a very serious answer and i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> but i've got a couple things over here that you know i got a couple friends that do some some pretty stupid things when they're drinking mm -hmm. and i you know these are my friends um no you know uh, no one of name or anything like that Chew. okay cool we're gonna start off a little meatball here my friend met one of his all-time favorite uh, band members and noodles of the offspring. And uh, he kept offering him a drink. And about, you know, 10 or times in, he realized, hey, I'm noodles. You keep calling me Dexter. Dexter is the lead singer of offspring. So this guy was continually calling noodles Dexter. And it's one of his favorite bands of all time. So mm. he obviously put a very big foot in his own mouth. Mm -hmm. Woke up feeling terrible about it the next day. Can you make him feel a little bit better? Yeah, easily. You still got to meet meet him. It happened. I guess he will not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so you were memorable. <laughs> that was all you want to be, whether it's good or bad. You wanted him to, mem to remember, remember you, and he will. Oh, he yeah. definitely will, probably because of the restraining order. <laughs> but he will definitely remember you. So it was great. It was great. It yeah. was great. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. I think my friend's going to love hearing that. Another one you might like. My friend, mm -hmm. um, first time he ever met Chris Jericho, mm. was giving him all these kind of praises about Man, I used to love the way you came out with that acoustic guitar and hit him over the head. Mm. And then he was corrected by Chris Jones and said, hey, dude, 
that was Jeff Jarrett. And he went, oh shit, that was Jeff Jarrett. And felt really bad about it the next morning. What do you say to somebody like that? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> one. Because Chris Jericho is amazing. You don't want to mix him up with Jeff Jarrett. But I will say, <laughs> best thing I say is that is easy mistake. Easy if, mistake. They both have long flowing hair. At they the both time, have outfits that make them look like sassy aunts. <laughs> it's not something that he should be upset about. It's like, yeah, you should... You should be okay with that. As far as hitting with the guitar, I guess that's, yeah, you were, Jeff Jarrett never had, or, or Jericho Christian never had a guitar. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett was the one with the guitar, but you can't feel bad about that. They both have great hair. It's beautiful. Good looking guys. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I think my friend's, Sassy feel, I think my friend's watching this and feeling better already about yeah. himself. So I have this other friend, got drunk on a tour bus. Um, went to bed in the middle of the night, mistake. Have you ever been on a tour bus first? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 of course you have. You've been, you've been, oh, I've seen. done, you've been that I've scene. been in tour buses, you've been, you've I've, been it, on, uh, I've been on Greyhound I've been on buses, I've been talking to Run Funches, I've been, been on double been decker fucking... buses overseas, I know oh, about buses. Yeah, I hate those. Oh, I know, buses, yeah, they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's, he mistook one of the bunks as the restroom. And his best friend's father happened to be in that bunk. So mm -hmm. he pissed on his best friend's father, his mm -hmm. face, in the middle of the night, and woke up with no recollection of that mm -hmm. and had to be told about it in the morning. Mm -hmm. and what do you say to a guy like that? Say, oh, I mean, your best friend's probably really, really appreciative that you did that. <laughs> I'm sure he has some issues with his dad that were unresolved. I know I do. I think we all do. And if you piss in my dad's face, I would secretly be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. But deep down, I would have been like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my friends feel really good about that. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. That my, was my favorite my one friend, so far. My friend feels really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so lastly, my friend mm -hmm. was naked in bed with his new girlfriend one night. And before sex, he tried to sneak out a fart, which, you know, we all have. Oh, yeah. Like, we've all been there. You've been like, ah, oh, man, I really shouldn't do this, but, you know, mm -hmm. got to try. I'll be discreet about it. But he accidentally puts a fat shard out mm. and he ends up marrying this woman years later so it worked out but I mean at that moment in time when he when that's happening can you give some advice to my friend that sharded before sex yeah you just found the one because she didn't leave so clearly <laughs> it's meant to be if they don't leave that's the test that's, that's a that's test the of test? love yeah that, that was passed the power so of love, is as, as a wise man once said. You felt comfortable. You felt relaxed. You could be your true self around her. <laughs> Are you saying that you should continue to shart throughout the relationship? Always. Keep testing it. it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a true test, uh, people out there. You can't shart in front of your loved one. You got to rethink everything. You do. I probably, my girlfriend would leave me. <laughs> 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 when affirmations go real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that was a lot of fun. 
Thanks again for hanging with I had a fucking blast with you, man. Thank you. I a new friendship with you, yeah. I believe. This is a lot Playing of fun. Games. Playing games. Let me into your games. home. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime, anytime you're coming back through or if I'm back up in LA, I'd love to hang, do oh, that yeah. whole thing. Um, why don't you tell some of the people out here where else they could find Ron Funches? Uh, yeah, um, the easiest place is my website, ronfunches.com. Find out my dates, where I'm going to be, if I'm going to be in your area. I'm always touring, never stop. I love doing it. Um, I got my podcast, Getting Better Podcast. Fantastic. Um, it's out everywhere. Check that out. My special, Giggle Fit. That's on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere. Five bucks or less, so please find that. And then just Jaxi, the movie, out October 11th with Adam Devine, Michael Pena, Alexandra Shipp, Charlene Yee. Go see it. I don't think that they're not pushing it. I don't think they think it's going to do well. But let's prove them wrong. <laughs> I'll prove them wrong. I, 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 like the, I like the idea of this movie. This is I think fantastic. it's good. It's I will tell you, I've been pretty honest about my things that they were bad or good and this is a pretty good movie we'll I mean, you're pretty it. honest about killing fucking Hasselhoff. bad movie <laughs> <laughs> all right man thanks again thanks for stopping by oh pleasure uh, thanks again for listening to the podcast everybody if you liked what you hear head over to drinkswithgiant.com and check out all of our episodes and keep your episode library up to date by clicking the subscribe button give us a rating give us a comment we'd love to hear from you till next time cheers Hey you, do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>